right. All right. Welcome to another episode of A Conversation with Open Minds. Ah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. We took a little hiatus there. Mm. We, we all went on vacation. Hiatus, we all did stuff. We all came back and we're all back to doing business again. So we're, we're done hiating. Hiating? Is that a good word? Happy Hi-ating. Indigenous People Day. How about that? Putting that out. Yes. There. Happy Indigenous People Day. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't know about all that. I mean, come on. What, what, was, what, what was wrong with Christopher Columbus? <laughs> <laughs> well, Actually, no, 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 never mind. That's not today's show. Never mind. No, 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 no. But I was yeah. gonna say, I don't know if there's anything wrong with him. He oh, is no, who was. he is. He was just, <laughs> he was just a bad person. Yes, yes, yes. in many ways, many ways. Yeah, but that absolutely. would be another show. That would be a good topic. Well, but, uh, you take off the anyway. enslaving the people, stealing their land, the human uh, trafficking, the yeah. human trafficking. Other than that, he was a good yeah. person. He was doing what he was doing exactly what they did at that time. That is true. No, no. See, because that's the thing. I I've heard a little bit about this, and there actually was people. There were people that said, uh, "This is wrong." Oh no, yeah, no. What this guy's okay. doing is wrong. So no, I'm not saying that what he did was right, but I'm saying for the people of his caliber, for the people in his group, that's what <sighs> they did. He not got right, bad, but bad they were going around, people, man. Yeah, they were going around countries and just you know. It's a bad crowd. Like you said, bringing him freedom. <laughs> Actually, he, he wasn't doing that, but it's no, he was. He was bringing. They, that's what he told him. Bringing your freedom, but we're gonna take My everything that you have. Is, how did he get a day out of that? I just, I was thinking about it. How did it become like because a I've day? Heard a, like the story. I've heard a little bit of talk about it. What do you, what do you say, KT? The story got told a little different. That's what it was, and that's how he got a day because he all of a sudden became this great person. Because whoever told well, him I, Rick lied. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely a lie. But I thought it, it originated too from the idea that um, there there should be uh, like an Italian American, um, not necessarily a holiday, but somebody that we can hold in esteem or regard to say, hey, you know, let's talk about this person, what they did. Hmm. Um, and they could have done the guy that actually our country is named after, Amerigo yes. Vespucci. That you know, <laughs> that could have been better. Yeah, um, but he's other boring. than other than Christopher Columbus, who actually never set foot on the United States of America. <laughs> nope. Yes. So go it figure. All. I don't. I don't know. It sounded good in the rhyme. You know, Christopher. He sailed the yeah. ocean blue. Ocean in blue in fourteen ninety. Something, like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, whatever but, they said. You know. <laughs> yeah. They made yeah. a little song out of it, which is why the story was different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but talk you know about what he did no 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 definitely not that mm. but it's we all about you know we didn't have uh they didn't the uh, explicit lyrics on on songs yet so we couldn't do it back then 14 <laughs> okay i'm gonna use one more i'm gonna give one more example of something that i thought was so funny that it just cracks me up like remember when you were in school and they taught you about like the pilgrims and the native americans but at the time they wanted you to call them indians mm-hmm Yes, and they sailed to America, and they got along, and they taught them how to farm, and it was yes. one big happy family. Yes. So I always use the question, like, well, if it was one big happy family, where did all the Native Americans go? I mean, <laughs> I used to always think that, like, if it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never meet a Native American. Like, think about it. I mean, it's yeah. Chris Rock stuff. Can you think of five Native American people you know? Five. Off the top of your head. Five. Can I name yes. one? Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I don't believe I know one, to be honest with you. 
that I would say gone. I would consider them to be a friend. Because, well, yeah. probably because they're not living, you know, everywhere. They've got certain. Oh, of course, that they're, they're not. <laughs> because so. they were exterminated. Well, <laughs> well, and, and, yeah. You know, they were also made to live on reservations and all right. that. That so is true. They probably, yeah. you know, and I, I don't. I'm not going to say they have a good life on the reservations. I've heard they're actually very hard lives that they live and it's not that great but that's what they know you know so it's like i don't think i can't picture somebody that's lived their whole life in this one place even though it's crap and it happens to every race and you know group of people it's like i've lived here my whole life i I can't i don't want to move or i can't leave these people my family's here that kind of thing so Mm. you know I just thought it was funny like you know they tell the story in middle school like it was just you had thanksgiving and you know it was happy they left yeah. out the polio and okay. playing, you know, all that stuff. Well, those are the negative parts. Why do you want to talk about that stuff? Randall, <laughs> that brings here's, down the here's, story. Here's a life hack. You always leave out the polio. You leave that out. Fight club. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, never don't, talk don't about polio. About anyway, that's my, I'm, I'm done. I just thought it was funny. Anyway, no, but we should we should do a little topic, maybe not strictly on Columbus, but maybe something along the lines of, you know, uh, historical figures throughout history that we got wrong. Yes, that might be interesting. We got wrong. Come on, historical. Figures oh, and one quick wrong. little thing. One yeah. little thing for people listening. Look mm. up. Look up. What was I saying? No, yesterday. King Leopold. We were talking about that. At State. Yeah, we were talking Ooh. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Bad guy. Bad guy. He was in Belgium. Remember he was from I don't Belgium know if we did talk went, about that. He went to Africa. Well, anyway, we'll we'll talk about it. He was a very bad guy. Another he was one. like he was like Hitler to the third power. That was him. Yes. Man. <laughs> yes. You know, it it amazes me that you hear all these stories throughout history of all these bad dudes that killed millions of people. And it's like, how is there anybody left on this planet? Oh man. Mm. You know, like from you know, even before World War II, when you heard about the Holocaust and six million Jews and there was, I think, I don't know, over 10 million Russians that died from, you know, from Stalin yes. and, and all. It's like, holy crap. How did well, how many people were there to begin with? And, and now we've got, you know, hundreds of millions now. But it's it just blows my mind how millions and millions of people die and we're still like overpopulating the planet pretty much. And we're still killing people. Oh yes. oh, yeah. Really oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not stopping. That, yeah, so that's one no. we're not going to stop. <laughs> no, anyway, no. The, first, anyway. the third person killed the fourth person and so on. And so <laughs> yes. On and so yeah. on. That's what it was. The third person killed the fourth person. <laughs> and it's, it's funny, messed that's, up. That's right funny now. that three killed four and not four <laughs> killing three. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, actually, yeah. I, don't, I don't know the order. Right? I, I could get. I could have gotten that wrong. I don't know. But yeah. But so, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, they were, they were brothers. That much I know. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, are we ready to roll? Because we, yes. we got a two-parter today, don't we? We're gonna yeah. as many parts as you want, bro. Many Set this sure. up as such. Let's do it. All right. Twenty-seven-part well. miniseries. Go. <laughs> well, I was gonna say yes. I really don't need to introduce the two of you because you're already here. So. <laughs> But it's I will just for the sake of it. Yeah, got it. You got to do it. My man on the left, who apparently uh, the seat was just swinging around in a circle empty because he was not here, Mr. Noah. Man, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and shalom to all y'all. Apparently his mic was off. <laughs> yeah, he was on mute. 
Yeah, yeah. He couldn't yeah. figure out how to get it back off me. <laughs> I was just, I was just lurking. That's all. Like they're pushing buttons. Wait, it's not working. <laughs> now there was no jingle jangle, so maybe I wasn't really there. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And that explains mm. the jingle. Well, thing. you would not hear the jingle jangle if you're on mute, though, right? We wouldn't hear that. Yeah, right. but we didn't hear it either because we didn't say nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't be me if I didn't jingle jangle. <laughs> That's that is correct. It's kind of like your gimmick. It's, it's your gimmick. Airplane it's landing or yeah, bald eagle, bald eagle background. Yes, yeah. <laughs> something <Animals> fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and on the right side of the table, the circle of a table that we have for three people, mm-hmm. Mr. Randall, the third Italian. Buongiorno, everybody. Good day. Actually, I should say you're the fourth. Mm-hmm. Based on our yes. last podcast, you are now the fourth best Italian. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So anyway, today we're going to talk about drugs. Drugs is bad. Drugs yeah, are bad. good. Drugs yeah. is bad. Yep. We're not going to talk about all the bad drugs. We're going to talk about different drugs. We're going to talk about the good drugs. Prescription yes. drugs. Well, are they good though? And non prescription drugs over the counter because, you know, all drugs are what they are, but are they all good for you? That's well, my question. There's a lot to talk about. There is, and yeah. I'm just going to shut the hell up and let Noah do his thing. So, Noah, take it away. All right. So, I kind of thought about this um, in the sense when we were talking about, um, in general, criminal justice, um, race relations, and things of that nature. And it really stemmed into its, it, it branched out into its own idea and topic because there's so much to talk about with drugs, in my opinion. So, and like I said, we're, we're not going to do 27 parts, but I think we'll do it in two is what we were talking about amongst ourselves. So we'll talk about like there's the 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 actual like legal and illegal drugs mm-hmm. that are, um, you know, prescribed, um, sold on the street uh, behind, you know, back alleys and things of that nature or the suburbs, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the kids these days. Um, oh, wait, that was back when I was a kid. Um, you know, so there's that aspect of it. So you've got the, the, the actual drugs, which also means the pharmaceutical companies, but then it gets into the criminal justice system. It does. Cause you've got, you know, the laws, the legality, the prisons, the, the, mm. the, the is it the 15th amendment? Am I getting it right? Um, I, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There's, there's all these parts and pieces that go along with drugs in general, the war on drugs and all that. So, I mean, I'd like to start off with just talking about, in my opinion, you know, the schedule of narcotics, uh, what we consider drugs, good drugs, bad drugs. There's the over the counter stuff um, and things of that nature. And then, you know, there's even the drugs we don't think about that we that are drugs that we just consume on a regular basis. Like, you know, there's the sugar. That's a drug. Oh, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a drug. That's a bad one. That sugar is bad. And um, you've got your, you know, your Advils and Tylenols and things like that, which, you know, when you get to a certain age, you kind of take that stuff like candy. Um, I don't know anything about that. Um, mm. and, and then there's also the drugs that, you know, do help, you know, whether it's the, the pharmaceuticals for AIDS or pharmaceuticals for uh, cancer, uh, pharmaceuticals for all those, the diseases that we have out there, um, you know, and of course there's COVID, but we're not really going to talk about that in this episode in, in our topic, but there are good drugs out there that do useful things. Coffee is another drug, caffeine, um, so, I mean, there's a whole bunch to it. So I, that's what I wanted to start off with was talking about just, you know, the idea of you've got your your legal drugs and then your illegal drugs. And we'll kind of taper off in part two with the criminality. So and before we um, start, that, that's kind of what I'm going to start. So go, go ahead. Go ahead. 
it's the Thirteenth Amendment when it's thirteen in the court the correlation with prisons in the Thirteenth Amendment that you and, and the new slavery. Yeah. Yes, you can give you give up your Thirteenth Amendment is that's the abolishment of slavery. You go to prison because they can work you basically. Yep. As yep. you will work for this of, yes this company for free. Yes. And yeah, yeah. All right. So where you want to start with the I guess street drugs for lack of a better phrase versus. Yeah, I mean, just drugs or just in general. So, I mean, and to come across as a person um, that has done drugs, illegal drugs. I when I was a kid, we smoked allegedly, allegedly, supposedly, (laughs) supposedly. Um, Hold on one second. So I. The, the well, views yeah. expressed by Noah at this time are not reflected <laughs> <laughs> by the rest of this show. We do not condone or. That's right. And I know, I know a friend. His name is Shmoa. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> he had a colorful childhood. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I say too that you know it, everybody you know in life at different points, and you know you've got different struggles you're dealing with, different ways you're dealing with it. So you know, for one person's coping mechanism, it might be heroin. For another person, it might be karaoke, <sighs> whatever. Yeah. But, you know, and then what's available to you at the time and the people that you're with. Um, I know mm-hmm. if, if Shamoa had friends that were doing uh, more drugs than just pot, uh, alcohol, and even uh, LSD or acid, um, mm-hmm. he probably would have, uh, you know, figured out, let me try that. Let me see what that's like. And then that mm-hmm. kind of turns into something else if, if you let it, and, you know, if it, if it snowballs, snow, snowball, that was funny. Yep. Um, <laughs> I also, I also want to quickly clear up that when he's talking about Shamoa, he's not talking about Samoan people. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Shamoa, not Shamoan. Wink, hey, listen, wink. <laughs> listen, if, yeah. if uh, The Rock uh, gets wind of this and takes offense, and <laughs> if, if it helps our popularity, then, then yes, that's what I meant. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, and, and then, you know, the idea that and, and to start off real quick as a little bit of a tangent, but for the criminal part, drugs became basically illegal um, in what was what was the, 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 the substance abuse or the schedule narcotics act. I think it was in the I'm mm. looking at some paperwork here and it was in the 60s. Yeah, um, that Around it was that created Nixon, maybe a little. Before yes, that, that was the 70s. Yeah. Oh, um, well, but anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I don't see the date on it. So, I mean, before then, if you look at history past, you know, George Washington had, and if I'm not mistaken, had detailed uh, notes on how to grow weed. Okay. Cause it's, it's a pretty wild growing plant. Like if you let it go, it's going to go. But if you were yes. to cultivate it yourself, you have to get the female plant. And I've, I've never done this because it's, <laughs> to me, it's too complicated. It's easier yeah, yeah. to just buy something from your friend and, and that's it. But there's detailed notes that he made on how to grow pot. So the idea that, you know, pot is the worst thing in the world and that, you know, that these this group of people are known yes. for their pot smoking or this group of people is known for their heroin or opium use is mm-hmm. is BS. That is totally made up to make people scared yes. about the other and to then make it so that, hey, yeah, we need this, you know, to get support well, you, for it as well. Well, you also got to look at. um Really, the whole war on drugs, um, drugs is scary. That started around that maybe late 60s and all the way through, man, maybe the mid 80s, late 80s. That was the critical time because if you think about it, 
Um, where do most people get their information from? I mean, yeah, people read books and stuff, but TV, right? So between those times, most people watch the news. So in the 60s, was it was it Walter Conkright? Walter, Walter Conkright? Yeah, he was one of them. I mean, there was only and three then, channels, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you got your news from there. So whatever they said, people took it as gospel. So you got the whole, you know, um, hippie, LSD. Mm-hmm. The counterculture. Black, yeah, co- uh, blacks, marijuana, you know, with the Richard. You know what I'm saying? When you want to push a narrative, yep. just like today, you yep. label those groups, and that's how the drug culture, as far as how it was put into the masses, was portrayed. Now, the drug selling, that's a whole different yeah. aspect of it. The um, What we visually see and learn and understand, that's one way we're talking about propaganda. You know, that's the whole what I'm talking about, the Richard Nixon and even Ronald Reagan, which some people glorify Ronald Reagan. Me personally, I don't think he's, you know, whatever. But that's another podcast. But drug selling um, was huge because between those times, um, you know, people wanted to take stuff to make them feel good, to make them you know, euphoric or whatever. Well, and, and there was, the acid was new. That was uh, invented, I think, in the 50s. It was invented. And then in the yeah. 60s, they realized that, hey, this is a hallucinogenic um, type, you know, psychedelic drug. And it goes great with the music that people are playing mm-hmm. and the art that people are creating. So it just kind of, it, it jibed really well together at that time. Exactly. Um, but go exactly. ahead. No, I'm just saying, so oh. the the just, you know, to kind of put us in the spot of what we're talking about. We're talking about propaganda of well, now we're talking, we're in that uh, subtopic of street drugs. We're talking about mm-hmm. street. So the propaganda of street bugs being bad, um, being propagated through culture. And then on uh, on the side of that, we're talking about as the 60s, 70s and 80s come, we get these big time. Uh, drug dealers or, you know, pushers or people pushing it to the masses, making these huge amounts of money. Yep. You know, and it was as America gets bigger, the drug culture gets bigger. So that's kind of um, those two layers, I think, uh, infused a lot of things into people's minds of who takes street drugs, where they come from and how they get into this country because think about it like if we can go and send a missile that can go around buildings and we can kill you from three thousand miles away you think we can't secure our borders so drugs can't get into the country right. if we wanted to i mean people got to really think about that but i definitely think street drugs you're taking i mean you're taking a risk because you know especially if you're buying you know what i'm saying from somebody um, yeah. Even with over-the-counter drugs, oh, I, yeah. I, I feel like they're, people put them in different categories. But I feel like they're the same. To me. But go ahead, go ahead. No, that that whole scare in the '80s with Tylenol and the cyanide. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. there was only like a handful of deaths. It wasn't even like thousands or hundreds. It was like uh, less than a dozen, and mm-hmm. people freaked out. But and it changed the industry in the sense that now everything's got this tamper-proof, and it did create an I you know an, an obvious. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a, a problem in, in the way they did things. It's like, oh yeah, maybe we should be more 
secure with stuff that we ingest or put in our bodies, you know, but that was a big deal, big deal. So give me, give, let me ask you guys this, because this is, this always bothers me. And this yeah. is where I say propaganda comes in. We're talking about street drugs and we just oh, yeah. over the, over the counter drugs. What's the, is a two part question. <laughs> I was going to joke. I know you're going with this. <laughs> What's the difference between Frank Lucas? We know Frank Lucas, American gangster, one of the biggest, mm. you know, opium. Denzel Washington. Drug pushers. Yeah, yeah. He portrayed Frank he played Lucas. Played Frank Lucas. Oh, yes, okay. he played Frank Lucas. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yes. Okay. So he was one of the biggest drug dealers in America in the 60s and uh, early 70s. He pushed drugs. He's a drug dealer. What's the difference between him and a company like a pharmaceutical company like Pfizer that's pushing these over-the-counter drugs that's killing people too. It's killing their bodies. They're both drug dealers. One's just legally killing you. And the yes. other is in quotations, illegally killing you. You know what I'm saying? What's the difference? Oh, I got, difference? I got an idea. There is no difference that I can think of in the fact that I guess who makes the rules? Yes. In, in that sense of does that then we get to play the game the way we want to because we're making the rules so when you have yes, these exactly. big companies that are making these drugs they do whatever they want within certain guidelines they're probably pushing the same crap products that people are pushing on the street and charging you a hell of a lot more for it we just have rules that we're following so we look like we're doing good well exactly. and my idea too this kind of delves into the more uh, criminal justice part of it too but uh, the governments, the people in charge, and like you said, it's the people in power, the people in charge, um, if, they, if they're okay with it or not. And they might be okay with it happening only to justify their response. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to overlook, we're going to let a little bit of drugs come in so that the, you know, we're not going to stop the, the situation entirely. We're going to create just enough of a problem so that we can provide the solution and it mm. never ends. There you, know you go. Saying? That's deep. Yep. So, you know, yeah. And we, we have friendly relations with, you know, South American countries that produce a lot of cocaine and they migrated mm -hmm. through. Um, you hear about these giant drug busts. Yeah. And that's that's nothing compared to what comes in every day. And, you know, the whole border issue and stuff like that. And it's known. You talk to mm -hmm. the people that work in the DEA and, and the, the, the uh, drug enforcement aspect of things and they'll tell you that they're not sneaking it over the border that's not how it's done they're using submarines they're using mm -hmm. airplanes they're using very sophisticated tunnels These high speed boats yeah yeah i mean and that's yeah, so i mean if you go back to if you go back to the whole just say no to drugs campaign and all that i mean even then i was saying if they really wanted it out of the country they'd stop it but obviously somebody in power wants it in and that's why he's easily getting in without any issue. Yeah. Well, let's examine yeah. just because that's where you'd stop let's it. Think, of, think about what we're talking about, the hypocrisy of that. We well, have okay, y'all going y'all about to get me up here on my soapbox. <laughs> we <laughs> have let rip, let rip. Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan out there saying, just say no. You know, these drugs, how dare these people, you know, do these drugs and we got and they're pushing it out to the masses with propaganda, right? Mm -hmm. But on the flip end, old Ronald, what is he doing? He's propping the whole war up, right? With the Contras, you know? Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. We've all seen Snowfall. I mean, if you do your research, we all know they don't say it on the show, but Ronald Reagan was 
behind that, he signed off on all, you know, all of and all these things. He signed off on that, right? Yep. And my thing is, you can't be over here in front of the public saying, say no to drugs. It's bad. Drugs is bad. That's our little joke, right? But then over here, you're like, you know what? I'll let these drugs come through. I'll, I'll sell these drugs so we can get guns for these people yep. so they can take out these other brown people so I can have power or influence in this area. It's okay to do that because, you know, I'm only, I don't even want to get into the whole story, but go ahead. I was going to say, but is it power and influence or is it for them just pure greed? I think it's a combination of both. Well, I was going to say, because I think even, because they're not really gaining anything from the actual result of what they're doing. It's almost like I'm, I'm just going to give the drugs to everybody over there. I don't care what happens to them because I've got mine. So the result of that is well, the drugs are in the drugs are in America, though. But as I'm saying, you drugs are coming into America, yeah. But but they're making he's making something off that, as we've said before, like we said the other day. Yes, he's getting a kickback somewhere. So if he's Mm -hmm. getting some kind of a kickback, then he doesn't care about the effect that it has out there. But he will deal with that because he's the president, so he has to deal with that. But he doesn't care because at the end of the day, all and that's my correlation. And that's my correlation to what I'm trying to say. Fast forward to now, yeah. The same playbook that Reagan was playing out of in the '80s with that whole thing with you know the Contras and selling the drugs is to me the same playbook that the pharmaceutical companies are playing out of right now. They don't care if you're sick. I mean, they're about money, like you said. They're making some type of profit or info, whatever it is. You know, so what they have to do is I guarantee you, if you look up the biggest lobbyists in D.C., it'll be the pharmaceutical companies. I oh, guarantee yeah. you. I would believe that. I put my paycheck on it. And they're playing they're the same revol- game. They're revolving door of money. Exactly. Because really. I mean, they're just always getting money from somewhere. So, so you, you create a drug yeah. that staves off something, doesn't really get rid of it. So you constantly yeah. have to buy more. It hooks you. Yeah, it hooks yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. makes you feel good for a day or two, then you have to buy more. It's legal drug dealing. Legal yeah, drug it dealing. Is. And I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. They're actually making you feel better. The fact that it's temporary, I mean, you then have the choice of not going back to buy that again and doing something else. So my my thing is with the whole street drugs. Yeah, street drugs are bad. I don't I'll recommend that anybody. I'm not advocating that. But what I'm saying is the hypocrisy that to say that, well, these street drugs... And these people are horrible, but these people over here, they're giving us Tylenol for lack of, you know, uh, not a good example, but uh, of an example, Tylenol or aspirin. We just saw when I was watching the news of the day, they're saying now, oh, you know what? Aspirin might not be as good as we thought for people to take. And it's giving them all these problems. And that's what I'm saying. They're legally doing stuff to you that they don't even have to apologize for. And they're making billions, not millions, billions. It almost makes yeah. sense. It almost makes sense as to why a lot of people decided to stop doing that and went holistic instead. Because they didn't yes. trust what the government was doing. Right. Well, yes. and it's and it's not even just the government, it's those pharmaceutical companies. And you yes, you talk about the the corporate, the, the greed aspect of it and and it's all of it. You know, be between the corporate, the government. There's, there's so many reasons why people are just like, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust any of it because they're a lot of times in it for themselves, for their profit and their shareholders. And that's it. That's all they care about. And it's so disheartening when that happens. You're like, I give up on it all. I can't do it. I give up. 
I was going to say something. You asked the question yeah. about who's really in charge because we blame the government for a lot of things, but you have to ask. Apparently, there's somebody higher than them. Oh, of course it is. That they're working oh, yeah. for, but who is yeah. that conglomerate that they're working for? Is it just Big Pharma? Is it somebody else? Or is it a group of, you know, you remember what were you I talking about? The Pandora Papers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it something like that where the government yeah. is basically beholden to that group, the yeah. unspoken group that we don't know about? I personally think it's about five to eight people in this world that really control the world globally. Because think about it, in the last 30 years, the world has really, it's always been global, but in the last 30 years, it's really shrunk into a global economy. Yeah. In the last modern, 30 years. Really, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's because, I mean, if you think about 1960s, yeah, we knew on the world, but it was it really wasn't a global economy. You couldn't really link China. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a country like China and America, they weren't linked uh, economically globally. But right. now, China can affect the America, and America can affect China overnight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, my thing is, I I really think it's uh. It's about five to eight people. Who else people are? I, I mean, I don't know. I I have my theories, but uh, I just right. think that they control the flow of money, the flow of information, mm-hmm. or um, the flow of products. Those three things control the world. Money, information, products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Banks, corporations, and governments. They, whoo, there you go. The trifecta. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't kind of really do one without the other. So they all kind of control their part. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and it's all controlled by the Rothschilds. I mean, the Jews. I mean, no, <laughs> I'm Jewish. And I can say that. No, I can't. All Never of mind. these comments but were that's, said that's by the Noah. Views <laughs> expressed no by other. Noah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, yes. when we pass ten thousand or a hundred thousand uh, subscribers, you'll be thanking me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I am totally kidding about the Jews run the world. That's not real. Don't don't believe that. I just feel like yes. Um. But it's a funny, you know, trope, if you will. Yeah, I just like my influence. I, well, I was thinking that the other day, too, <laughs> KT. I'm glad you brought that up, man, because everybody what? was saying it. And Jesus. I was like, well, OK, so we're going to get off topic. Real, <laughs> we're going to get off topic real quickly. But the whole, you know, football coach thing that was going on just the other day, the last few days, they kept saying in an email that he wrote 10 years ago was a trope. And I went racist trope. But I'm like, but what's a trope? I thought the same. I've heard slurs, remarks, epithets, all kinds of words, but I've never heard the word trope. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, look it up because to me, it's always been like um, a a word or phrase or image used in a new and different way in order to create an artistic effect. Trope. I don't think it is. Okay. Wow, I wouldn't have thought of that. Hmm. I always thought it was just not a racist um, trope. That's just the definition of trope. Right, right, right. Body race, no, Oh, here we go. But it makes sense what he did. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense what he yeah. did. That go he ahead. Didn't do, he didn't do anything new. I always felt like trope <laughs> is just like an old saying or something. I mean, he didn't create a new slur or you know, no. put down or stereotype. It's like he just yeah. says the same old stupid stuff. It's funny yeah. because I was watching something today and they brought that up and they actually kind of said that when all of this came out, they were going, and why are people surprised? <laughs> Look, like man. really why are you surprised by all of this and this was Look, 10 man. years ago 
Yeah, John Green said he don't got a racist bone in his body. Man, like, I like any more questions. Listen like, to this. Like, I heard racism has nothing to do with bone structure. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a comedian. I heard a comedian say this, and he said it. It's really changed over the last few years, but basically now. If you're like a typical cis white male, you know, top of the social pyramid, if you're that person, you need to prove to me that you're not racist. I'm going to assume oh, I heard that, that you're yeah. racist. <laughs> you got to prove to me that you're not. Yes, I heard I that. Heard, I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I, that hurts, but I, I get it. You know, and I to add on to that, I, I think I heard that because they were saying to get further into the meaning is that because for years minorities walked around and they were assumed to be this. Or yes. that without no, they still proof. are yeah well yeah i mean stopping for yeah. it <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, you, but, you you got papers yeah not you but yeah. you so they're what so they're saying they were trying to parallel it to the fact that as the white male being the top of the food chain they should have to prove the yeah. same thing because we see over and over example after example that you know these people say these things then they come out i'm sorry that's not who i am yeah if i offended you if, <laughs> if, if i offended, offended you with well, the racist <laughs> shit i said sorry well so 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 it's like come on man and, okay so so let's let's look at it this way so he wrote the email 10 years ago so he knows he said it and he knows he did it but he comes he out and he, no no but he comes out and he denies the whole thing like, what are you talking about? No, he like, said, I'm not even taking any questions. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how dismissive you can want to take questions on that one. But to say <laughs> yeah. that you don't have a racist bone in your body, bone or not, doesn't matter. You made these comments and you know you did. You didn't even acknowledge that you made them, even if you want to. That's what I'm say, saying, KT. Even if you want well, to say, that's not who I am, which is a. That's what crap, I'm saying, KT. He didn't even do that. But, KT, that's what I'm saying. That's how dismissive he was on the yeah. day. That he came to apologize and supposedly apologize. Yeah, he said, "I'm going to make this statement, and then I'm not answering any questions." That's how dismissive he was. I will. Let me let me add to that because I think that this directly ties into so many other things that we we're ignorant of what racism and what race you know, issues are, which is basically racism. It's the systematic, it's the powerful oppressing the minority, you know, and we don't understand that, like, as, as a little tangent here, you know, you talk about critical race theory and all of a sudden it's, it's all this stuff and you're, you know, white people are told to hate themselves and you know, <laughs> yeah. everything's bad. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, that's not what that is about. Critical race theory <laughs> is not that it's not taught in elementary school. It's only taught in, in most like high, you know, as prestigious school. law schools, even, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, you know, because you're talking about legality, you're talking about the legal system and the way things were made, you know, to oppress other people legally. So, yeah. you know, it's just ignorance on our part to say that, well, I'm not racist, but yeah, where was Barack Obama born? I don't, I don't know. I don't, there's yeah. something iffy about that birth certificate. I don't trust it. It's like, which, come on. Which leads us into, we're talking about, I'm trying to bring us back to the topic street drugs. Yes, please. Yes. That I saw something on the news of the day that says, well, 81, one in every 81 black men mm. are in the private or public prison system. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because we, you know, we're going to get back to police reform. But yeah. I well, just it ties into it. Was, 
yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when you get charged, when you get convicted at a higher rate, when you, you know, all those things tie into, you know, um, like what we're talking about today with selling the street drugs or using the street drugs, like uh, the cocaine yeah. versus the crack um, charges. You know, that's under Reagan also, where you yeah, get that's... lesser sentences. What was it for? Like a um, a kilo of... No, not a kilo. It was uh, however much amount of cocaine. It was three times as much. But for a little bit of crack, you were getting three times as many yes. years. Yes. If that makes sense to everybody's listening. So okay. if I had yeah. like an ounce of cocaine, <laughs> no, if I had an ounce of crack and I had a kilo of cocaine, I was getting more time in the 80s under Ronald Reagan for that crack. Than I would be for that cocaine. And that was because one of the social construct of how Reagan played it with the propaganda in the 80s, when he was one of the biggest drug dealers ever, two, they were redirecting it towards black and brown people. Because if you listen to his um, political advisor, they have these tapes and you can go and look it up. He was always talking about how um, we need to say these key phrases to conservative whites. So they'll think, and it started with Nixon and it went all the way yeah. through Reagan. So they would think that hippies and blacks were the ones that are damaging this world. But anyway, I don't want to get too far into it, but mm. street drugs, yeah, are. Well, it, hold hold yeah, on for, for just a second. We'll take a short break and then we'll come back and we can finish off what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Recording. All right. So, anyway, but we'll get back to what you were saying, Randall. We'll, we'll get on the other subject later on. Man, I forgot all about what I was talking about. Oh well, let me <laughs> let me throw in because I was thinking about what you said. And you it, threw it me off, man. Little... You threw me off. You said both things. Here, I'll, I'll bring you back. I'll bring you back. We're talking all right, about yeah, yeah. crack and cocaine, and I'll throw it a step further where you talk about the 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 suspect activity. You've got kids hanging out, you know, in the suburbs are not going to get looked at the same way as, you know, the kids in the city that, you know, yes. are hanging out on the, the bodegas and the street corners, you know, yes. and, and the skin color definitely helps. But, you know, there's just as many drugs in the suburbs as there are in the cities and, and all that. And, and then even in the rural areas. So it's all crap the way that it's it's portrayed one way or the other, that these are bad and that these are OK. And that, that, that doesn't happen in my house. It's like, come on, come on. But I mean, even getting back to the. When we're talking about the street bus versus over the counter. I mean, some of these over the counter drugs are really bad. Like, uh, what was I talking about? Um, not even it's not over the counter prescribed, but uh, like um, some of these statins. Oh yeah, and let me tell you, to me that was some of the worst. I mean, I understand it helps people. Don't get me wrong, it helps people. But I think if they wanted to, they could have found better ways to help people. It probably would have started out more expensive, but in the long run, I think you would have had people living healthier lives because once you get on those things, you're on them. You yeah, know, you can try to wean yourself off or whatever. You know, I, and, and I don't them. know, I don't know much about those in that manner, but I would say that 
maybe they didn't know that that was going to be the effect, but the fact that the drugs are here, they're not going to do anything about it. They're just going to kind of, oh, yeah. Ooh, well, you know, sorry, my bad. That's just kind of how it's that here. goes. Right. It's here already. Let's, st- let's figure we, out how we'll, to use it. We can keep you on it now. So it doesn't really matter, but we're sorry about the effect. But hey, that's just kind of part of life. Moving on. <clears throat> Is that enough? Yeah. 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 But um, so that's just my whole thing. I feel like, uh, and I'm gonna just say it because I felt it, and I, and part of me is like, ah, I don't say that, but I just felt like the war on drugs was the war on to keep drugs away from where I live. That's what they really wanted to say. Well, the perception. it wasn't, yeah, yeah, it wasn't to clean up. It was okay. Let me be all it's the like, way well, one thousand. Think about it. It's like they do everything. Yeah. Everything is not in my neighborhood. Exactly. Sex offenders exactly. not in my neighborhood. Right or, yeah. or Walmart, or just, not in my neighborhood. Just the appearance, just the yeah. appearance, because right. you know you got the bank president that's a cocaine addict, yeah. right? Yes, he's yes. not going to have people come into his house that are shady or you know selling no, other drugs go to them. or their Yeah, or he's going to have it set up so that his assistant does it. It's all about the perception. If it looks okay, then it is okay, and that that bothers me on so many levels. But so it's I will, I will tell you, I will tell you, fellas, and watch Dateline. Dateline will show you how many good affluent neighborhoods have been so many killers in the Oh, yeah. And it's funny because you hear the words all the time. Well, you know, this is such a nice neighborhood. You wouldn't think something like that would happen here. He was such yeah. a nice guy. He was and such people a People are killing families. You never have known. <laughs> killing families yeah. in affluent neighborhoods. Why? <laughs> because they were pissed off because somebody stole their shoes. What about the dude that was on um, TV the other day from Celebration? That killed his whole family. Oh, yeah. That was was like a year or two ago. No, that was a year or two ago. He killed his whole and had them in the house for days. And he put a Bible in his kids, one of his kids' hands. He felt bad about it. Yeah, he felt bad. Now he's in court. He doesn't, yeah, now he's in court. He doesn't even want to look at the pictures because he says it, it, Makes them feel a certain way. Well, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean yeah. not the way you felt when you killed him? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, well, let's yeah. Just, so, that's the serial killer podcast. We did. Going back, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tie it all together. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, all of these drugs. Like, if you look at like, like even the um, the the psychotic drugs, lithiums, and all these oh, types yeah. of drugs, man. These are legal drugs. That are killing people. Once you get on those type of drugs, you can't get off of those. I know a couple of people that are on real strong psychotic drugs. If you notice, and it kind of makes me think about it. I mean, people were, you know, even affluent people back in the day were probably addicted to drugs and they would go to the seedy neighborhoods. Yes. Sneak in there to go do the drugs and then go back home. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's it's like that's always been that way. That the drugs are in the low impoverished neighborhoods. And those that want to sneak off and do them and not tell their friends, family, oh, whoever, that this is what well, I'm doing. It's not I, just drugs. It's all illegal stuff. Look at, remember back in the day, Hugh Grant got busted with, uh, what's her name, Brown? He wanted oh, to yeah, get yeah, himself yeah. a little, str- he's married, he was married or together with Elizabeth Hurley, one of those beautiful yeah, strange yeah. ever. Yeah, and he wanted to, you know, who knows what's going on, but that's what happens. People go to the other side of town or the places where, you know, people have less money and they've got well, less opportunities and they do things like, hey, they're going to walk the street. They're going to sell drugs. They're just going to be hanging out. They're going, hey, you want to buy some weed? Yeah. And, yeah, you know, you, buyer beware. But you have to go to those neighborhoods because the other people are saying, I don't want that in my neighborhood. 
Right. So we yeah. have well, to go over there to, to get as little bit of strange as weed as well, whatever. I understand well, that, but I'm looking at his place. It's... I'm looking at it from even another point of view. And let me let me let me rephrase what I'm trying to say because I want to look at it from another scope because I don't want people to misconstrue it. They will. So yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we will. We've on already talked about that. I could yeah. say one thing one way, and then sure people can. take it. And hey, man, Randall was choking that guy the other day. But yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. I, I heard you beat him down. Yeah, and then when he didn't stop, you beat a confession out of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Answer my question. You can't handle the truth. I, I was like, but no, what I'm saying didn't. is, like, doing the crack. Say no to drugs. Yeah. When a lot of minorities, black and brown, and maybe it was some white people too, I don't know, but the majority of them were black and brown, were dying from crack or, you know, getting these long sentences. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that really a lot of help out there. But now, what do you hear? The opiate epidemic, yeah. right? Yeah, it's an epidemic, stuff. man. I it's got an epidemic. We got to get help for these people. Yeah, one, we can't just send them to jail. Yeah, we can't send them to jail. We got to get help from them. And why is that? I mean, you know why it is. Yeah. You know. Well, because well, it wasn't think, ever, yeah. Yeah. I think that it was a it's a I, I I don't know the details. And I just like I'd like to think that when it came to the opiate epidemic, it was on such a wider scale that you know, and people thought they were taking something that was supposedly like the whole, you know. Um, Stan, no. they were taking something they thought was good for them, and all of a sudden they're addicted, and then they turn to other mm-hmm. drugs. But I know what you're saying. I know no. what you're saying. No. You look at the okay. demographics. No, no. And who's being affected by it? And that's who's going to get the attention. And that's when things. Well, now it's a problem. No, no, because if you think about this, it, if you, you know, think about it, I know that in Miami, um, they talk about the little doc in the box that are basically handing out drugs to people that come yes. in take prescriptions because, you know, I got back pain, but I'm really addicted yeah. to this. And so I can go there and I can get my drugs from you. So that situation has been out there forever that they're yes. supposedly yeah. dealing with already. And now all of a sudden opiates become an issue. And now all of a sudden everybody's not dealing with that. Well, it's to me, it's all the same thing. It's that it's probably been going on for a while. All of a sudden it's become a televised problem. Yes, because even that well, was a televised problem back in the day when they did documentaries on all of that. Well, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is how both of those, the crack and the opioid, well, both epidemics, mm-hmm. how they were handled, right, mm-hmm. were vastly different because of the demographics. Yeah. Right. Let's just even cut the big words. The people, one with yeah. black and brown yeah. people, yeah. the yeah. other one is mostly white people. That's yeah. what it is. I mean, I. I'm gonna cut the bullshit. I mean, I'm. It is what it is. Yeah, like well, it it's or not. Like you look yeah, at the news. Know. I mean, and I, I think there's you a know. little nuance to the, the Gabby Patino. You know, yeah, she's a pretty white girl, but she was also this influencer. And people, they were documenting lives. But nonetheless, you've got this, you know, white, you know, pretty white girl on TV, and all of a sudden, everybody's outraged about it. And it's like, well, wait a second. There's hundreds of other women of all races, creeds, and colors that go missing like every day, and this one gets all the attention. But well, what yeah. it, it, it is exactly what you're saying. But I think with this one, it's a little because she was on video the whole time. They filmed it. There's cop photos. Yeah. Oh, that. yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, video I, I video does go a long way to sell a story or to make it, you know, newsworthy because the news people, it's always been the you same. Know what it is. They talk about they talk about that. You know, it's all new. But it's, if it bleeds, it leads. That has always been. the But case. let me say right. this. No, no, no. But you know what? You know what it is. Though. You know what it is. What I think it is, is 
So go back to the 70s, 80s. They wanted to, they wanted to have the perception that they were helping these people by stopping the influx of drugs coming into the country so that we can help the whole. That was that was drugs. the way they wanted to do that. If you look at the opioid now, opioids more of no, we're really trying to help these people because this is a crisis. So we're helping the people and not stopping the influx of the drugs, which is totally different, well, but the same thing. Well, the perception is, is mm. I'm helping you on the drug side on this one. On this side, I'm actually helping the people when you're talking about two different sets of people. Well, let me hit you with this one. Oh, he's going to hit me again. No, because <laughs> I mean, Don't hold I back. love you. I love you, KT, but I disagree because we're coming from somebody that has been around somebody hooked on mm-hmm. crack mm-hmm. Uh, up close and personal. I've seen it. Um, those programs of help were mostly you going to jail yeah. for a long time, whether you're selling it or you're smoking it. Back in those days, we put you in jail. That's well, that was the remedy. That was the that was the um, fix for the, that. The perception of the people using it were perceived as bad, which is why they did of that. Course. But the perception yeah, yeah. that they wanted everybody to get was we're dealing with the drugs. Not the people on this one. We're dealing with the drugs. And we're going to try to stop the drugs from coming in. On the other end, they're dealing with the people because they're bad people. So they're just putting them all in jail. Whereas this time, we're dealing with the people side, not the drug side. We're dealing with the people. And we want you to believe we're helping people out with these opiates. They're not really doing anything, but it's all about perception. It's all about what they want you to believe and think. So I get what you're you're saying, that that's what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, and the I, opiates, too, if I could real quick, the opiates, too, we created that problem. You know, the doctors over prescribing pain meds, we created that problem. And then it turned into, well, I can't give you another prescription, but, you know, you, you can talk to this guy and get some uh, fentanyl. And now it turns into an international problem. They kind of shifted the blame from the, you know, the rich white uh, uh, pharmaceutical company to the, you know, the brown or black, you know, uh, um, immigrant coming in and smuggling drugs, you know, and it was it was a very shifty thing they did, but that's exactly what they did and turned it into, well, the opioid ep- epidemic, yeah, it's coming in from over the border. Uh, it didn't start there. It started with the doctors overprescribing pain medicine for people that you know probably were in some pain. But here, take this, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a shift of of persecution. It's a shift of you know, the idea, the perception of it all, um, just to kind of, you know, kind of make it look like, yeah, they, they're not too bad, or this person's not too bad, or these people weren't doing the worst thing. You know, I like right now with, with the opiates, there's that family, and I can't remember the exact name, but they're in court because they were big pushers, not, you know, street pushers, but they're billionaires. And they were, they were oops, they were pushing the, the drug, the, the mm-hmm. scale, the, not, not that guy. But anyway, so they're in court right now because of the opioid epi- epidemic. And even if they paid, I heard them talk about this, even if they paid hundreds of millions of dollars, they're still going to be billionaires. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, well, well, what's here, the point? Here's my thing. What is the how point? About, how about this then? Then we can correct it. And I'm asking you to the question if they think they correct it. Since we put all these people in jail for crack laws, whether smoking or selling, then we should or marijuana, or whatever, we should either commute their sentences or cut their sentences. Since since we know that drugs, now we're saying it's an epidemic and we have to help the people. We weren't helping the people back then. We were just putting them in jail. 
So now we should go back, right? Revisionist history and either let those people out, right? Because now we know it was an epidemic and get them help or slash the sentences or something. Um, I don't see that happening either. That's not in Mm. America's history to admit guilt or admit wrongdoing (laughs) and then go back and try to fix it. So to expect that, no, 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 I'm just saying to expect that they're just suddenly going to go, yeah, what we did in the 70s, 80s, yeah, we kind of screwed that one up. So this is what we're going to do. No, we're not going to talk about that ever again. And we're going to try to fix it here. And we're not even really fixing it here. We know drug addiction has been around forever. We know people are addicted to anything from cigarettes to, like you say, crack cocaine to now opioids. We know people get addicted. But yet still... Somewhere in this system, nobody wants to do anything to prevent that, stop that, slow that down, and then help those that are already addicted. Yes. Because yes. all, so, all you're doing is feeding the system and you're feeding them more. And even though you, they say they need it, some people might need it. I'm not, I'm not saying that anybody doesn't, but there has to be a way to help them not get addicted, but also help them with their pain problems. Well, that's how we do all of our medicine. We don't treat, we, we are always reactive. We're not going to tell people to be healthy on the front side. We're going to say, do whatever you want because freedom is America. Exactly. And yeah. you're poor, so you yeah. can only afford McDonald's. But you know what? You've got high blood pressure, so we're going to give you these medicines to help control it. But keep, keep eating McDonald's every day because that's all you can afford. We're not going to worry about that. You know, it's the cycle and it's the system that we've created that we tolerate. Well, I mean, we some people tolerate it, but... You know, this is this is us. This is us. Big spot. So big that's my soapbox. I'm off of it now. I just it just oh, baffles me. What you said made sense. I, yeah. I boil it down to that the the government, and I say that term loosely, not even maybe just them, but that whole higher power that is controlling all of this deals with the situations at the time and deals with whatever they're doing. So yes, maybe the influx of drugs in the 70s, 80s had a specific reason and this is what they wanted to do and that reason was fulfilled. But we have to still make it seem like we're trying to do something to curb the situation. Situation is, oh my God, crack cocaine's running rampant. So we got to get rid of it. And then anybody that uses it, sells it, does it, goes to jail. Okay, done. So so <clears throat> how do we think, let me ask you this. So how do we yeah. think private prisons and and the legality of it factored into all of that because to me that's just as big because you got these you got these prisons being filled like look kickbacks. at a state like 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 Louisiana kick someone's Man. getting kicked I mean it's got to be kickback between the, the prisons oh, and yeah. the states somebody's getting something out of it so there has to have been, deals have been met for them to be able to say so when we do this this is going to be the effect so we need to make sure that they're okay with it so we can do this so it, it's it's a multi-layered conspiracy, for lack of a better word. Like I looked yeah. up some facts. I looked at some facts, and I okay. know we kind of pivoted into like with the private prisons thing. So they said the first thing I thought that alarmed me. They said between 2000 and 2016, that's 16 years, uh, the private prison population grew five times as much as the public prisons Hmm. private private prisons were i looked it up back before 2000 were like three percent of all prisons 2000s they jumped to eight percent i don't know what they are now i think they're rapidly growing 
but we're we're watching a wave of prisons change from public to private and really like in prisons you're not even really learning it they're just to me they're just housing units and i'll give you a quick example i used to live up in northern florida and i used to pass this i won't say the prison i used to pass this prison every day well not every day every other day when i went to work and uh, i would look at the sign like man that's you know i would always sometimes see prison buses or whatever and i'm I would think about like, what are the people actually learning in there by caging them? Like what somebody, like you say, somebody's making some money off of this because the inmates are not learning. They're not, you know, no. they're not growing to when they come out, you know, I, you know, I know. I heard, yeah, go ahead. I heard, I heard this and this kind of really makes sense to me is that we no longer, we have prisons, we have, um, you know, jails, we don't have, reformatories mm-hmm. we don't have any place that's gonna you know change the behavior of the people that are in there and they don't want it to be that way they want them to go back out and create more crime so it benefits the system that we've created in this regard to not try to fix the problem you know mm-hmm. the problem perpetuates itself you know if they really wanted to help with you know trying to reduce crime education First and foremost, education as soon as possible. You know, kid, mm-hmm. uh, yep. kid, the baby's birthed, walking and talking, send them to school, learn seven languages because that's what they'll do at, you know, one year old. Mm-hmm. You can teach them so much stuff, you know, so you've got education and they don't do that in prison at all. I mean, it's not something that's encouraged. No. And then they get so out let's and, push. and now they've got a felony and now they're on parole no, no, no. and now they've but, got all this crap that they can't function in society and they just go back into jail. Right. Because jails were designed to know where your bad people are not to keep yeah. them in or out they're no so we now know because think about it if i'm going to put you away and you're 19 years old and you don't come out until you're 55 you can't live out here so more no. than likely you might go back you're institutionalized they say right. well, yeah, so you, yeah so so you are a product of that now because that's where you've lived most of your life so that's what you know so they're not going to want to stay out they're going to want to go back in so they've basically built a for lack of a better word a housing project where they are taking taking care of these people that they have decided they wanted to keep their own little neighborhood is yeah. really all it is and let's push it even further yeah um because, okay, I was going to get this job. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to say what I do, but I was going to get this job in the prison dealing and, uh, huh? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you had to deal with, I knew somebody that worked there. You had to deal with medication. Well, I talked to the person a little bit and I was like, well, what exactly how to do? And they were telling me about these medications. They, they give out a lot of medications in prison, like, you know, like, the regular world you know so they're pushing the pharmaceutical side on the other side a lot of street drugs get into prison too so you still have those two pipelines because we're talking about drugs that are getting into the prison and you know in prison for over-the-counter or pharmaceuticals they basically tell you what you're gonna take it's not like you say oh well right i got a choice uh my my HMO or whatever, you know. No, you get what we have, and this is it. You know, yeah, you you're not a person. Exactly, you're, you're a number. You're in jail. You're a ward of the state. Exactly. So, and then you still have the street drugs that get into the prisons. So it, it's still a problem, like KT said. You know, it's a housing. I mean, like, no matter where, it's a, it's it's not a reformatory like what. Uh, 
what Noah was talking about. It's a housing place for people yeah. that are bad. Yeah. Right. And, and you're not trying to reform it. them at all. <clears throat> and you know that drugs are getting in there. So you're not stopping anything. So this whole perception of trying to stop drugs. No, you're just letting it run rampant because it p- keeps everybody under a certain amount of control. So think about all that stuff is just in there. That's in the prisons. And then they expect people to come out of prison and be productive. Like, what yeah. did you do for me in prison? I know I, I got myself there, but right. what makes you think I'm going to be productive in this world if you I did nothing but be in prison and what? You know, it, it, to me, it's <laughs> yeah. lead by example. And it, this goes yeah. with anything. If somebody's shown an easy way to make money and, you know, whether they live or die or, you know, they're going to sell drugs and they see it happen, they see the people do it, that's their role models, they're going to do it. If they see somebody that, you know, oh, creates a business um, that's successful and is able to succeed, that's left alone and it is able to thrive, then they'll be looking at that going, you know, okay, I'm not yeah. going to open a food truck, but I'll do a hardware store. I'll open a exactly. fishing mart or something, you know, and, and we're, we're notorious about saying that we're going to help and saying that we're going to do this and then not. I love it when people say, well, they can just get a job like how I got a job, you know, and <laughs> I work and I do, and I say, Meek Mills, he's a famous rapper. The young people know him. I yeah, listen to some I've of this that. stuff. I've Meek Mills, yeah. And when we talk about probation, I will bring his name up because his case was extraordinary and the things he faced. But he had an interview recently. He was just saying, you know, if you're a kid and you're born into this world, into this environment, and that's all you see, violence, <laughs> drugs, you live in poverty, and then... That's all you see. And then you see these one dudes that they're like, oh, they're coming up. They're actually making money. Whether they're right or wrong, of course you're going to gravitate to them because you want to get out of your situation. And the quickest way to get out of your situation sometimes, like Noah says, if you don't have good role models, is to gravitate to that. And if you don't have somebody, an external force pulling against that, I've seen it so many times. You go to, it's like a moth to the flame. You go into that flame because if you're at your house and you're like, man, there's nothing to eat here. But this dude over here, he got this. He got, he's like, hey, Randall, come this way. You do A, B, and C, you get your little money, yada, yada, yada. Or if you grow up or born into this family and you have an uncle that deals drug our aunt, that deals drug our father, and you see them getting money, like they like to say in the street, of course you're going to gravitate to that if you don't have any positive role models. So when people say, well, I, you know, I was born and I got a job. Well, you probably came from a family that, you know, your role models, you saw people get up, go to work. You saw yeah. people go to college or whatever they did, like no sales, start a and it's just so many layers on top well, of that. You and know, at the same time, at the same time. So that's one end. On the other end, you've got people for racial reasons. Not so. I mean, it does happen nowadays, but it was really bad back in the 60s where people couldn't get jobs. Exactly. They, yeah. You know, maybe somebody is college educated, but they're not going to get that job in the bank because, yeah, they're black and they don't want that. You know, you're not going to be able to buy a house in a certain area. So you're not going to be able to talk about that generational wealth you're not gonna be able to get that nice house in that nice neighborhood so that it goes up in value up in value so that your kids have something or you have something it's it's so tied together in so many ways and it's crazy yes. 
it's you know how how it is layered and how it all intertwines and how we're kind of stuck in it you know we're mm-hmm. we're in it and you know there are ways to fix it i do think that there are you know we have these means to kind of change this or that um and i do think it is happening to some extent oh yeah it's it's, think, it's a hard yeah. it's a hard thing to to shift the entire system away from this that or the other like you know originally like i started talking about the schedule of narcotics that's really yes. what you know yeah. the whole thing stems from is that you look at marijuana and you're like marijuana is a schedule one narcotic and let me show you, let me read the definition real quick where'd i put it oh, it's over here hold on a second so the definition of a schedule one narcotic and they get a little easier from here defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse so that's heroin lsd marijuana ecstasy i don't know what this is lath lithoquidone and peyote i disagree with a lot of that because i think you could have maybe heroin's a little different but you could have medical use with lsd when it comes to psychological you could have uh, marijuana be used for pain depression um, Mm -hmm. anxiety so many things um you know uh, ecstasy could even be used for those depressive people and you know they say no accepted medical use well we haven't even tried. I mean, some places have, and that's what's changing. But, you know, to change the entire world off of the war on drugs to, you know, hey, maybe these things aren't the worst thing in the world and they do have some potential positive effects. Let's look into them and maybe mm-hmm. we can figure them out. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's a hard yeah. thing to, to move the world like that. Because that's really what needs to happen. The problem, well, the problem is, though, based upon what we've been talking about today, is if they decide to legalize let's just say for argument's sake, they legalize all of these drugs. Now they're in control of them and now they can say, okay. And I say, you know, based on dose, yes, they could be helpful, but we've never really checked it out. But now they get involved. Now they're just going to look out to make money. Well, now, yeah, it really doesn't, now it really doesn't matter so much of the legality of the drug, but now they're reaping benefits off the drug and people will still somewhat get addicted because of And that the, is the flip addicted. side, yeah. And but so, I do think that you've got more potential for help by eliminating the criminality of it. So, you know, and, yeah, and I, I look at it like alcohol, you know, if somebody's, you know, dealing alcohol on a massive scale, okay, that's a problem. Maybe we got to look into it, but it's not like, you know, you're selling beers on the corner or a six pack on the corner, you know, well, like no, back with prohibition. Places to do it. Right. So but if somebody still, wanted to, but people still get drunk. Yeah. So I guess they my got point drugs is, is prohibition. It's we're not going to stop people from doing drugs or trying to, you know, change their mood or behavior or whatever. Well, no. So I guess what I'm saying is, is that the legality of obtaining the drug doesn't do anything for the situation because people are going to do what they're going to do. Well, but if you eliminate that legality, that criminality, then still going to do somebody, it. Though, like you said, prohibition. Yeah, but but it's drink. easier. It's it's easier for me to go to the the corner pharmacy, the CVS, the Walgreens, and buy. Uh, a couple joints or the the oil or whatever the gummies you know just like i'm going to buy a six-pack or a bottle of wine it's the same thing you know it's up to me to use it in moderation and i'm not a criminal for using it or possessing it you know the contradiction in that term of it is up to you to use it appropriately because you're an adult that is totally true but when you're getting into addiction of certain drugs some of that can be taken away from the person using it because maybe they didn't know they were going to get addicted. It wasn't, it wasn't abuse that maybe got that person addicted. It could have been the first time they used it. There's an assumption that just because sure. they're addicted that they're addicted because of their abuse of something. Sometimes that is the case, but not always. 
And I'm saying yeah. that even though you've legalized something, you have not made it better. You have just now obtained the opportunity to make some money off what was already out there. And people True, are still going not... to use it right or wrong. They're still going to use it. The problem now when it comes into it is, like you said, education. So if you have to educate people, if you have to educate the system, if it, whatever it is you have to do to change that, you've got to do something other than just make it legal. Right. Well, that's alcohol is legal. Alcohol is one of the worst drugs out there. That is the gateway drug is alcohol. Right. Um, and and in and of itself, are. in and of itself, alcohol is a horrible substance for people to take, whether yes. they can't drive anymore. And, and DUI is not an issue, but now they're just an abusive drunk or they're just a drunk. They're useless. You know, not and to it's, mention how it kills your body. Yeah. It and is alcohol is totally legal. It you is. Can but buy the, as much as you want, is, drink as much as you want. But you the know, that is, is that the DUI is a problem because now you're inviting other people into it that are not willing participants. Whereas if you decide well, sure. to do heroin or crack cocaine, you're doing that on your own. You're not going to get behind the wheel of a car. You can't afford a car. So the difference is, oh, you, might, you might, you might, you might, you might be able to. Yeah, you might. Here's a guy in the news a couple people. weeks ago that was um, a Harvard professor, I believe, that was he's on heroin. He uses it. He doesn't abuse it. And I like to make that distinction um, in general. But he says, I'm a heroin user. I use it on occasion. I use a certain amount and I enjoy the high, but I don't feel like I'm an addict. This is what he says. You know, I don't feel like I rely on this. I don't do it every day. It's not like it's inhibiting my life in all this regard. Well, no, most, but, but that's like one that. instance, <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. I mean, I we talk about all the cigarettes and said, I can quit when I want to. I just don't want <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah, that's, another, that's another whole drug. No, so I ain't quit. No, but I mean, no, but it's quit a term of saying. I do it all the time. You can say I can quit when I want to or I don't want to. It, it is the denial of realizing that you are addicted to something, maybe not to the point of selling your house to get it, but you're addicted to it because you will constantly want to do it. Sugar. And because of how it makes you feel, you want to do that. Coffee. You think because I want to do it, there is no addiction. Well, there is. You're just at the I point right you. now. You're at the point now where you can control that. You're, you've got it under control. There comes a point where it takes control of you. And now you're yeah, done. if I don't, if I don't have coffee well, in the morning, I'm going to kill somebody. No, but <laughs> yeah. the same thing with go with alcohol. People drink, and then for whatever reason, they get to a point that they drink more. They drink more often. They drink at different times of the day. They drink early. And now all of a sudden, alcohol becomes a part of their life daily, not just a social yeah. drinking on a Friday and a Saturday. So now you're drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday before you go to work. Or now you're walking around with a flask and you're drinking all the time. That's no, when the addiction. That's when the addiction becomes a part of you, but you still yeah. think you've got it under control. So even though okay, this guy's so doing heroin, a good example. But as I say, so even though this guy's doing heroin or whatever he does because he <laughs> likes the high, he's doing whatever drug he does because he likes the high. I just thought about what he said. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gabe. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> No, didn't he, didn't you say I thought you I thought I had a control in Tampa under control in Tampa? No, you said that. What did you say? <laughs> oh no, I didn't say that. No, I oh. said that. I oh, said that. Oh. in the text message when you said something. I guess yeah, we thought we had under control in Tampa, but we lost the game at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened anyway, in Tampa? Ahead. Yeah, but, but yeah. so let me let me tell you this: alcohol is a good example because mm -hmm. not everybody that drinks or consumes alcohol becomes an addict or has a problem at all. In fact, there's probably, if you look at the amount of people that actually do drink, consume alcohol, there's probably very few percentage-wise 
that it is a problem, whether it's a DUI or they're an addict and, and it's causing be, all kinds of problems. But so the that same could be said for anybody taking drugs, though, is that some yeah. people can handle it. You just don't know you're rolling the dice every time you do it. Right. So right. You, just like anything, you know, just think what, about what, do you, there's, what, there's, well, what point are you making with that, though? I'm saying just because you legalize it, you haven't done anything other than offer the government somewhere to make money. And we're trying to talk about helping people with that or talking about the influx the and what is government's making money now. I know, but we're not talking about them making money. We're talking about helping the people that are on them. You're, so you're, don't legalize okay. it just to legalize it unless legalizing so it helps people out. Yeah, so here, here's the thing. If you legalize, let's start with marijuana. Mm -hmm. If it's legal, um, kids aren't going to get busted selling pot. They're not, not going to go to jail. Their lives aren't ruined because they're selling a couple joints okay. or a little bit of pot here and there. So Correct. their lives aren't ruined. You're not going to have by that. Parents. Maybe something else. You're not going to have families where, let's say, it's the same situation. It's the father or the mother that was selling pot on the but, side to make some money, and now they're in jail. The family's ruined, and you know, so on and so on. I'm saying if you take away that criminality, where you're not sending people to jail for possession of marijuana or possession of lsd if they're behaviorally depressed and things like that you know the, the the criminality is a huge problem i mean we talked about it the prisons are packed with people that probably shouldn't be there so because of some stupid of, so law well no no well then that, deal with the laws don't yeah, legalize that's what the I'm saying. because of a law deal with the law and don't make that a criminal act if you don't want to make it a criminal act yeah, that's what I'm saying. Make the so okay, so legalize and decriminalize technically might be two different things, but I'm looking yeah. at it as the same outcome where you're not sending people, kids, uh, mothers, fathers to jail for that BS marijuana possession. And like I said, it could be LSD, even cocaine, if we want to take it to the next level. And, and you know, meth, I, I don't know, but I'm not saying that we could legalize everything at least without looking at the actual research and the possibilities of things. But, you know, to I have think we can start with marijuana. Yes. Let's start with that. And maybe, have, so. you know, so if yeah. we eliminate the schedule one narcotics yeah, or all of the schedule and look at it like, okay, maybe they do have medical potential, anything, you know, um, and then take it from there. The prisons are packed. Now, the prisons are making money. That, the governments are making still money. Still, with that, I say that if you're going to legalize it, you have to do something about the addiction side of it because that's what you're creating. Oh, of course, on a legal no, no, no. on the legal side. Are you saying we should take care of mental health and no. substance I'm abuse? Saying, and, no, and, I'm just simply this is saying America. that if, if you're going to legalize something, then you have to look at it on the other end and deal with the fallout of you legalizing something that is addictive. Yeah, don't yeah. Just, hey, I'm not. I'm not, not going to argue with that. I will say yes. That should be the case also. So maybe all that money that the government, that the state, the cities, the federal government's spending on all the war on drugs, maybe they can make it the war on mental health. You know, the mm. war on depression, yeah. the war on anxiety. Yeah, but we yep. know their, we know their wars don't really come to any kind of fruition. It's just a basically a grandstand for the public. So we think they're yeah, doing something, but, and then we forget about it in a month. Sure, but I would feel better about the war on depression than I would about the war on mental health. You know, in my mind, if we're going to spend a trillion dollars to try to fix Iraq and bring freedom to Iraq, I'd rather spend a trillion dollars here and bring, bring health care to Americans. Or and like, that's just me. Get poor people off the street, or like, right, if I'm yeah. going to spend money like that, let me spend it in my, let's give a billion dollars to poor people. Even if it's like, even if it's, we're just handing out money because. 
education. really in Afghanistan, we're doing the same thing. We just, we left whole bases in Afghanistan, whole right. bases. We right. just we just left equipment, millions of dollars. We just got up and left. Yep. You know? Imagine all, right. all that money we could have taken. But well, anyway, I mean that, that that goes into a lot. I guess that we could probably yeah. talk about for days. Education because of the whole layers that it is. Drugs is bad. Drugs is bad. I guess no. Drugs really are great. <laughs> drugs yeah. are great. It's the drugs system. Are the, it's the drugs system. are the perception of the user. Yeah. <laughs> All right, people. But that it, being said, want to call this one to a close real quickly and say thank you for listening to another fantastic episode of a conversation with open minds. Wherever you get your podcast, please link, subscribe, so you don't miss an episode. And always remember to have a conversation with an open mind. Kobe.